With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The best heavy metal and hard rock anywhere. Live from Blog Talk Radio's multi-million dollar broadcasting facilities, the Heavy Metal Mayhem Radio Show. With your host, Mike the Big Cheese. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to Heavy Metal Mayhem. I got a great show tonight. Manny and Pete from New Jersey's Apathy are calling in. Uh, they're giving a great ticket giveaway tonight to their upcoming show on November 20th in New Jersey with Overkill and Forbidden and Gamma Bomb and Eval and a whole bunch of other great bands. Right after that, David DeFeast, singer from Virgin Steel, is going to be calling in. But right now on the line, I got my boys from Backlash. I didn't know they were here. They're out in Long Island and they're doing a show with Cage tonight who's been up and down the East Coast. You guys, you there? Hey guys, you're there? I know they're there, they probably can't hear me. They're out in a club in Long Island tonight. Hey guys, you're there? I just got the mic on the phone. All right, guys, you're still there? <laughs> I should just go right into the music, but I'll wait a few more minutes. Hey guys, you're there? Hello? Uh, hey guys, you on the line? Hey Sean. Yeah. Hey guys, you on the line? Oh yeah, sorry. No, I got, you're on the air now. We're live. Oh damn, sorry about that, guys. Uh, That's okay. I wish I knew you guys were going to be in New York, especially in Long Island tonight. Yeah, we're at the. Where are we? The Traveler's over in Long Island. Okay, um, great. The show's gonna. I don't know who the opening bands are. I've just kind of been on a road trip with these guys. Uh, it's been in one hell of a trip, man. It was such a great band. I was just... Great yeah, job, without Matt, a doubt, man. Uh, no doubt. It's a pleasure. Well, they, uh, they flew into Florida on Friday Yeah. from San Diego, and then uh, we've been traveling in my motorhome up and down the coast. And, yeah, that's uh, the way to do it. Well, here, here's Mr. Peck right here. Yeah, Sean's a good guy. Hello. Hey, Sean, how are you? I'm in Long Island. I hear that. Where are you playing tonight out there? Uh, the place that used to be called The Tracks. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I know that place. I know that place. So how's the tour been going there? You got over to the East Coast finally. You're going up and down. How's everything working out? Everything's been great. We had a uh, great run. We did uh, this is the night show. We're going home uh, tomorrow back to reality. But, uh, man, I made a lot of new fans. And a lot of the fans that haven't had a chance to see us checked us out. And uh, oh. it's been Fun as hell. 
That's good. I know you've been able. I know last night you played out in Pennsylvania at the Iron Steel Festival. You were out in Dingbats, New Jersey, uh, a few days before that. So it was good that you got to hit up the area a little bit. Yeah, we played the Chance Club too. That was awesome for Keepsy and uh, playing a few new songs and letting the people hear some of the upcoming stuff on the next record. And uh, so far, it's been. Uh, pretty successful uh people have been digging the new stuff and of course all the old classic stuff and just screaming heavy metal like we like to do it uh that's great so how's uh the new stuff coming along you almost ready for that yeah we've got i think uh, seven new songs already recorded so just uh a few more you know I, I imagine we'll have the recording done probably in january looking for like maybe an april release but be- between now and then we have a two disc dvd that'll be coming out it's got all kinds of stuff packed on it's going to be awesome Oh, uh, that's excellent, man. I'll be looking forward to getting that and hearing the new Acura because, uh, you know, I've been a big fan of yours for a long time. I caught you last time you were around. Couldn't get out to Pennsylvania last night. It was a little too far for me in New York, but uh, I'm there that I missed you. And hopefully when the show is over here, I get out to see you tonight in Long Island. That'd be cool. Yeah, we're, um, and then we're probably going to come back next May for, uh, to support the new record So because uh, the East Coast has been pretty kind to us, and we're, we're working it, and uh, the people out here seem to like this kind of music, so we're going to bring it. That sounds great, Sean. I, I love to talk to you all night, but I got somebody waiting online that's been waiting to call in the, for all the interview. Right, yeah. But how Thanks about I get something on by you guys before I let you go? How about a final solution? That sounds good. All right, Sean, thanks a lot. Catch Cage out Long Island tonight, the former tracks. Come see us. It's going to be sick. Bye-bye. All right, it sounds good, buddy. Thank you for calling in. I appreciate it.
Witch over there with the song Angel Witch. That's off the band's debut record. I think Kevin Hayborn is probably the only original member left in the band right now. They started out life in like 1976 as a band called Lucifer before changing over to Angel Witch. I was always a big fan of those guys. And right before that, we had Cage with Final Solution. Tom, you there? Hey, good evening, brother. What's going on? I had you on hold for a while there. <clears throat> that's okay. That's okay. Just yeah, before, I just uh, logged on to the show myself, and there was, yeah. there was already callers on the line. Uh, and it was my friends from the band Backlash out in uh, in uh, Florida. Okay. They're driving up and down the coast with Cage on, on their on their tour. I didn't know. Uh, I would have loved to have met those guys because I've had them on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've played them on here before. A great band. I wish I would have known they were there. I might have been able to get out to Long Island maybe after the show. But well, it, it, they, I went to the Cage website. It says tracks Long Island City. Now oh, I'm trying to point. look it up. I'm trying to look it up, and I don't see anything yet. Yeah, because uh, it used to be called Tracks. It's got a different name right now, so I don't know what it is. But anybody can just go, like I said, go to Cage's website, find out where they're playing. They've been up and down here all week long. I, uh, Sean's got such an amazing voice. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And that guy can hit those notes live. Not, they're not like, it's not like you get them on the record and there's a lot of effects added to them. And he's, That's the way the guy sings. Yeah, the guy's got an amazing voice. Yeah, when ah. you see him live, you, you don't know any different. It's amazing how he can hit those notes. I mean, it's like Rob Holford recreated, you know? 
And great music, too, not just the voice. Definitely, without a doubt. So they're working on some new stuff. It was nice that they called in. I couldn't get out there last night. You left me hanging the whole high and dry. I I'm couldn't make sorry, that trip alone. It was too much. Uh, it's Yeah, it was too much. If I had you, I would have drove one way. You could have drove my car back the other, but I couldn't do it, you know, round trip, you know? I mean, two hours to get there, one hour to hang out, two hours two two hours to hang out, and then two hours to come back. It's just... Yeah, it was too much. It was too much. much. Uh, I know you said the turnout wasn't so great, and I think it's mostly because of the location. It's, yeah. you know, central Pennsylvania is probably not a hotbed for heavy metal. Yeah. But that's where they had it, you know, and they did the show there. So hopefully maybe with the next one they'll be able to bring it back somewhere closer to New Jersey, central New Jersey. Or yeah, yeah. Just that people from all the tri-state area can get there. But, uh, you know, Norm uh, Skeet from Faith Factor, he puts a lot of work into those shows. Uh, he gives it 110%. So, you know, we got to support him, and especially when he puts on these big uh, concerts and everything, because they deserve it. All right. I got a lot of emails last week, people complaining that I didn't play a lot of songs last week. I only played seven songs in a two-hour we show, did, so. We did a lot of talking, right? Yeah, we did, but we only had one guest on, really, you know, and they called in later, but we just BS'd about a lot of other things, you know? Yeah. So I'll get a few more songs on today. How about I get one more on, then we do a little BSing? You got it, buddy. I'm here. All right. Uh, you know what? I'll do our demolition segment. I'll get that out of the way. Okay. Uh, it's a band called Blind Assassin. I was a big fan of these guys back in the 80s. This tape came out, I believe, in 1986. Okay. And my cassette copy is worn down to nothing. But Stump posted this on another site that I deal with, and I was glad that his is like a really good sounding quality. I don't know how he got it so good, but he did. And it's up on the blog spot right now. You can download it. This is a really rare demo. Not a lot of people have it. I mean, they will now. <laughs> but uh, it, it, was a, it was a hard demo to even get a hold of back in the day. And the band really, I couldn't tell you much about them because they came and gone in the blink of an eye. Uh, out of California, but here's a song called uh, Put to the Sword by Blind Assassin.
Assassin, put to the sword. That's a demolition segment demo. Head over to the blog spot. You can download that right now. And we wrapped it up with a little Nasty Savage, Fear Beyond the Vision. You know, I'll tell you, Nasty Ronnie was the first interview I ever did. I was 14 years old, 
Oh, really? I, I got his number from a pen pal that I was ah. trading demos at the time. He just started Nasty Savage. Uh, they were getting ready to record the Wager Man. I interviewed him. Uh-huh. I remember giving it to a friend of mine, Don Bavaro in Connecticut, who was writing like, like a homemade magazine. Right. And, uh, I think it was called Metal Madness or something. And she put it, put the interview in there. So that's a long time ago. Wow, check that yeah. out. Not That's bad. First, Not bad, right? Part of uh, heavy metal mayhem. Yeah, the the early stages, right? Well, we got uh, Pete Wells and Manny Cordova of Apathy going to be calling in a little bit, so uh, we'll just hang out until then. I'll get on a song if I can right before they they call up. But uh, have you been watching that rock and roll fantasy show on a VH1, the rock and roll fantasy camp? You know, I just caught a, a glimpse of it myself. I didn't catch any full episodes. Okay, uh, it just started last week, and they had like three. Uh, Teams they divided the bands up because they're making like a reality competition. Right. And uh, we had Corey Proctor free reign on I think back in March or April. He was saying that he was going to be on that show. Oh wow. Uh, but he's on. But I thought he was like one of the celebrity uh, musicians. He's one of the people they picked to play in the band. Oh okay. I didn't know that. See, so Rudy Sarsa has like one group of musicians. Uh, Kip Winger has another. Oh, and okay. I think uh, some producer, Mark Hudson. I don't know who the hell the guy is. He's worked with Al Smith and. Yeah, but you know Mark Hudson. Remember the Hudson Brothers years ago? Really? Is that him? Yeah, the Hudson Brothers years ago, and he's done a lot of producing and shit. He's yeah. married to um, um, he's married to um, Laverne and Shirley, Shirley on Laverne oh, and Shirley. Oh, okay, okay. Or at right. least they used to be. Maybe they're divorced by now. Cindy Williams, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Cindy Williams, that's her name. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, but I didn't recognize him when I saw him. But he's got one team, and I tell you, when you watch it and you see like uh, Kip Wingers, the band that he's like, they call him Counselors. Yeah. He, could look, he, he couldn't look any disinterested in being there than he does well, like when he's on there. It's like, why am I here? It's like he has no personality, no enthusiasm. You know, like Rudy Salsa gets into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's a show. great guy. The other guy, yeah. he looks like he, can't, like he was on stage uh, singing background with him, but as soon as he's got his hands in his pocket, like, you know, singing it to the mic. I'm like, aren't you like the bass player and singer for, like, you know, a, a big band in the 80s? I mean, sure. he can look like he don't even want to be there, you know? <laughs> That's so it's remarkable. Funny. So, uh Every week they bring in different people, I guess, like to judge the bands or to look at them. So last week, they, last night they had a Sammy, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Michael Anthony from Van Halen was there. And he brought along Bruce Kulick with him, Billy Sheenan, uh, Kenny Irons used to play with uh, uh, John Cougar. He was a drummer for, for a long time. He's done a lot of other stuff. Oh. And a few other people were there. So I guess it was kind of intimidating, especially when you're a bass player who's doing it as a hobby. And you got Sammy Hagar, uh, you got, I keep saying Sammy Hagar, you got Michael Anthony playing on one side of you, you got yeah. Billy Sheenan on the other side of you. Right. You know, I, I know I would be intimidated just with them being in the room watching me. <laughs> I wouldn't even pick up the bass. Never mind. You know, these are professional musicians. They're doing it for fun, and, you know, they signed up for this thing. You know, like, they teach them how to play songs. I'm like, so the time the one guy, you're out of tune. And, like, the other guy, like, I feel bad for him because he's like a car salesman or something. He's just doing this for fun. They were telling me you're out of tune, tune down, and, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm like, you know, you play, and they're playing, like, side by side with him, no less, on top of, like, like a couple of inches away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you know you got to have a little intimidation factor over there. Sure, of course. Yeah. But it's a fun show to watch. It's just a kid winger. Like, you know, if you're not going to get into it, why even do it? Well, yeah, maybe it's his personality. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. He seemed to have a bigger personality back in the 80s, I guess, when he was on top of the world, you know? Yeah, sure. But it's a fun show. A lot of those old timers, they all look pretty decent. I did see... Uh, what I thought was Kip Wing. He had a little bit of a, a scrunchy beard. Like a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah. of a beard. Yeah, I wouldn't even recognize him. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was him. But then I saw Rudy. Rudy looks good for his age, obviously. Definitely. I mean, I shouldn't even say for his age. And even Michael Anthony looks fucking good. Yeah. You know, they keep you know, active. They keep busy. They keep busy and they, and they you know, they don't, uh, they don't get heavily uh, 
you know, into their whole, you know, pop idol, you know. Yeah, the whole rock star thing, yeah. Well, you know, you had Rudy on. Rudy was, like, the sweetest guy, you know. Watching I mean, that show last night, we had about four of those people on the show, so I felt pretty good. <laughs> yeah, look at that. That's amazing. You, you right? had the, yeah, the guy from... Uh, the, we the, had Bruce Kulik on. We had the guy from Free Rain on. So, yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Exactly. Not bad. But it's an interesting show. Something fun to watch on Saturday night. There's something else going on. Yeah. All right. So how about we get us some apathy? Because the guys are going to be calling in any second. So we'll okay. try to get one on before we get them on the line. All right. All right? Because I know uh, I hate to not, not get a song on by them before they call in. This is off their Decade of Violence album. It came out about a year ago. They're working on some brand new stuff right now. It's a song called Plea for Mercy.
Oh, man, that's some good shit. Well, Apathy, please for mercy. I believe Manny and Peter are on the line right now. Guys, you're there? Yeah, we're here. Hey, what's yeah, going on? Here. What's going on, Mike? How you doing, man? I'm doing good. How's everything going with you guys? Good, we're doing good, good buddy. Good, I'm glad, I'm glad. Some good music there. Thanks a lot, thanks a lot. I was, I was actually stopped and sitting there like, ooh, that sounds like that. <laughs> I actually thought it sounded better in the poem over the record. <laughs> I'm glad you could hear it. I'm glad you guys are on. And I know you got a big show coming up November 20th with Overkill, Forbidden, and a few other bands are on there also, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a big show uh, for uh, everybody in the band, you know. Uh, I mean, Overkill is right there, you know, is everything for us. And uh, we're uh, really, really excited, you know, to uh, to play with them. Yeah, yeah and finally be, be on a show that, you know, there's. It's thrash bands, not like, hey, it's apathy with two emo bands. And, uh, oh, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's been a long run, and it's been great to really get on a bona fide show, you know? That'll be great, too. Yeah, that, that happens a lot. They throw bands that have no right being together on bills, to, you know, just to get people in. And, and, and you don't really get the crowd that you need for your type of music. Yeah, the yeah, scene's changed a lot over the couple of years. I know, I know. But this should be a good one. I'm hoping it brings a lot of attention to you guys because you really deserve it. I mean, like, you're the future of thrash metal, in my opinion, and, and we got to support well, you. Uh, great, man. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, no, thank you. Yeah, we don't, hear that, we don't hear that every day, so it's like... It's okay, that's what I'm, here I'm here to pump you up and blow smoke up your ass, you know. Thank you. Hey, that smoke smells good from my house. <laughs> that's good, that's good. So that wow. came out almost a, almost a year ago. A decade of violence. Yeah, it came out in uh, June of uh, 2009, but it really didn't start making any waves till about what is it? We October? Yeah, it's about this time last year. It really, it really started like making waves. We opened up for uh, Whiplash in September of last year, and it really opened up a lot of doors for us. You, you could say, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's important, and uh, it's been getting some good play. You guys are actually. So one of the, one magazine and website gave you guys best thrash album of the year, didn't they last year? Yeah, it was uh, Silence So Loud. Um, it was weird. Like, I happened to come across, you know, I'm just cruising the website, and I see Apathy Best of. I'm like, Apathy Best of what? Yeah. And I look at it, I'm like, holy crap, we're nominated for album of the year. And I went and I, I attacked everybody in the band. I'm like, yo, dude, we're up for this thing. And it was by vote. Like, so you had to go... I called everybody I knew up, and I was like, you got to vote for us. you got to vote for us. And yeah. uh, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, we're not going to win, but it's cool. You know, it's it may not be a Grammy, but, hey, you know what? It's <laughs> something that I didn't think was ever going to even come up. You know, yeah. I just go, hey, here's a band after the great album next, you know. Yeah, but <laughs> it, yeah it, I mean, it, we're, all, we're all, you know, we're just like any other band, so something like that to happen for us was uh, – Especially a big thing, you know, since we're like, you know, we're just like any other band, any other local band, and it, it really pumped us up to, you know, uh, play harder and play uh, louder. Sure, and you guys were doing a great job. I mean, you've been around a long time. It's been almost 10 years, right? Yeah, it's been we a long time. It's been a lot of, been a long ride, you know. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and it took a while to get this album out. I know uh, you had a demo out a couple of years ago, but Pete, you weren't singing on that, were you? The first, the very first demo we put out in 2006, I think it was. Yeah, we didn't have a singer. I mean, I wasn't singing. No, we did have a singer in the band, and it wasn't until 2008 is when we put out 
the second demo, which features early versions of Born Into Pain and a couple songs that are on the album. And uh, I would say the Apathy lineup really came together. Was yeah, I hear well, you. Yeah. yeah, I think somebody's on the cell phone. It's uh, got uh, a lot of noise in the background, but I can hear you. Okay. So this lineup gelled pretty good, and you guys worked well together. You got a great sound. So what comes up next for the band? Uh, anything new in the recording? Uh, I know you're working with Tim McMurtry, right? Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim, yeah. Tim has definitely been a uh, a big part of that even more, you know, since he's uh, <laughs> he's, he's been around the you know he's been around the the business. So for him to uh, come up from us and and said all the things that he said to us, it was really a a big thing. And uh, right now we're actually working on new material. We're trying to have a couple of riffs here and then and Hopefully get something ready for the for the Overkill show so people can listen to it. Now, yeah, we well, got, are you uh, in the studio right now with Tim? No, not yet. No. We're actually in the works of, uh, you know, we, we have the material. We're just, you know, gelling it together. Yeah. We have uh, about, I'd say about a good eight riffs. We have four right now that we're really working on. Um, one song is a song called Hell Is All We Have. Uh, we just started messing around with it uh, Friday. You know, I started throwing vocals to it, yeah. and uh, you know, the music's coming out well. And there's still some things we gotta, we gotta, you know, niche out and polish up and really tighten up. But we're hoping to have one of these new songs, you know, at a at a decent fit. So when it's time we do the show with Overkill, we can say, hey guys, listen, you know, we're athlete. Uh, I was taking a violence, and here's a new song for the upcoming album. You know? Yeah. Uh, that's great. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, Tim, Tim, Tim's, Tim's helping us out. He's gonna, he's gonna step in probably later on during pre-production, and then we're gonna go in with him and uh, record a couple of songs. And uh, you know, he's gonna, he's gonna help us out. And uh, you know, he's really pumped us up, like Manny said, and uh, gonna push us. And uh, he, he really likes our sound. He was just like, if you guys got something that you know, a lot of bands, unfortunately, they they don't realize, and then they fall apart. So. Tim saw something, he's like, let's go with this, and we're going to run with it, and hopefully 2011 is is like, what do you call it, hopefully our Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. Tim, Tim is like a dictator yeah. in the studio. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> he's like an Irish Mussolini. We got that vibe from him when he was talking to us about recording, you know. Yeah, but he brings out the, if you hear the other stuff that he's worked on, he brings out a great sound that everybody he works with, you know. You know, he's well, like, yeah. like I said, he's like an Irish Mussolini, you got to just watch out for him. <laughs> Tim's yeah, a great yeah, guy. Like, he's, a, he's a good people. I love him. And the funny, yeah, funny thing about the funny thing about Tim was uh, it was the set. It was uh, the first time he saw us play. You know, he he never really you know um, saw us play. And then it was the second time that he came up to us and he was very impressed. He was you know I couldn't believe I missed you guys the first time. You know, you guys really sounded awesome. And like yeah. Tim said, and it kind of you know just took off from then. And, and you know I. I I can speak for myself and the whole band. Uh, you know, we couldn't be any more happy for uh, you know. That's great. You know, as a band working your way through the scene today, and you guys have been around a long time, you've seen the changes. What do you think is like the hardest thing to overcome today as a band? What do you, what's like one hurdle you got to get over? Uh, well, the metal scene is like Pete said. I mean, Pete has been more around the scene than me, you know. So, like he says, it's changed a lot, and it's not. You know, kind of like the main street, like it used to be before. I think in that aspect, it's it's very challenging. You know, and and it is and, 
even in the last five years, it's just really flipped the script big time. And I think the hardest thing right now, too, like, you know, Manny's right, like, you know, it's the scene, it's it's the fans, it's it's going out doing these shows, especially local shows, and yeah. you got to sell tickets for $10, and it's not fair because here it is, this kid's going to go sell 10, you know, buy a ticket for 10 bucks, yeah. go to a show, now you got merchandise, CDs, and now this kid's like, well, listen, I just spent 10 bucks, why am I going to go buy, send, sell another, you know, spend another $10 on a CD, I'm, I'm wiped out. Exactly. And, and these promoters, I got to say, like, you know, some of these promoters are a big freaking joke. And uh, I think that's really crushing a lot of these yeah. bands. And doing this show with Starland Ballroom, hey, you know what? Selling tickets, I don't have a problem selling tickets. You know, we're opening up for Overkill. Or of course. That. There's no problem. But a local show, come on, make it five, six bucks, something. Yep. And, uh, and the Internet, too. I mean, the Internet helps, but it also destroys a lot of these bands and uh that's been a that's been a real big blow and uh that's that's my big take on what's you know, going on and stuff like that with the band. No, you're you're hundred percent right. You know, as good as the internet is, it's like getting your stuff out there quicker and easier and to like a lot of people. It, it also oversaturates everything and plus the downloads. Uh, people can get your music anywhere on the internet. Even if it's free or you're paying for it, it doesn't leave you much to go out and want to buy an album or, or the CD anymore. You know, I'm, I still go back to the old days with vinyl records. I mean, but you know, oh, <laughs> and, I and that's a hard that. thing. And it's exactly like you said with the with the tickets. You know, ten dollars to me is nothing, but to a young kid who wants to go see a show, if that's all they have, then you're not making money off the show, and you can't make money off the merchandise because the kids don't have the money. That's that's a rough. It puts you in a rough spot. Yeah, definitely yeah. pushing her off. So it kind of it kind of takes away the whole feeling of you know oh I just want to go there for the music you know and it, and and it becomes all about uh, let's try to make ourselves bigger as a small bar or venue or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And that just, that that just kills the whole thing you know. I know. Yeah. I know. It's like it's like Dave Ellison said it just on his preview the other day. He was doing something and he goes. You know, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how big and famous you are, it's still a battle of the bands. And it, and and that's what it's come down to, I think. It comes down to, like, hey, here's apathy. Here is uh, apathy with, let's say, DTA. And we're really good friends with DTA. And, and let's, you know, we have to go out there and compete against each other. And it's not yeah. fair. And then, yeah. at the, at the end, and then sometimes you get bad blood out of that. Like, damn, you know, we were cool at one time, but with these promoters and these ticket sales, you're destroying the, camara- the camaraderie between bands, you're destroying it. I'm not saying that about anything like PTA, you know, those guys, they've been cool, we've done a lot of shows together, and, and we're really happy, too, to be on a show with them, you know, a part of this Overkill show, it was really great to see PTA on the lineup, I was like, yeah. oh, you know, we get to go hang out with our boys, and, and it feels great to be on the bill yeah. with another local band that we like a lot, you know, we can smoke and joke with these guys, and, yeah. and stuff like that, so... Well, that's going to be yeah, a great show. I mean, really besides Overkill, you got Forbidden coming in out of California. Uh, yeah. You know, a classic thrash band. And you got <laughs> Evil and, and you guys, and you can say DTA, and I think Gamma Bomb is also on there, and Bonded by Blood. Yeah, yeah. Bonded by Blood are cool. I was hanging out with them about two months back at the Exodus show at Gramercy Theater. Good bunch of guys. Good bunch of guys, man. Yeah, that's going to be That's what the show is supposed to be like, you know? I mean, all bands that are playing in the same you know genre of metal that are going to, you know, you're going to draw the crowds that are into it. And it's going to be a big show. And I've been pushing your giveaway of two tickets all week. Got 100 emails, but we're going to see who pulls it first tonight Whoa. before I give it away. Because as many people listen live, I got more people that listen to the podcast later on also. So I want to give okay, everybody cool. a chance. So whoever calls in live first tonight, we'll, you can give them the tickets. If not, we'll pick a name out of the, the emails. And uh, 
you can give them to one of them for when they listen later on. So anybody listening right. that wants two tickets, it's the apathy with all the kills forbidden and all those bands we mentioned, just call in in the next few minutes, and, we'll, and uh, the guys are giving them. And you're going to get to meet them before the show, right? Yeah, yeah. We want, you know, people to come down. They can get their tickets, meet us. You know, we'll sign we'll sign a copy of the album. We'll give them a T-shirt. Excellent. And uh, everything. So just meet us right before the show. You know, right, but you can't beat that. Open at six. The doors open at six. So if you're there like five o'clock and you're like, yo, man, blah blah blah, they're like, yo, what's up? You know. Hey, you can't beat that. That's gonna be a great night too. I can't wait to see it that is. show either. I've been looking forward to it for a while. So much. While I got you here, I got Tommy with me. Tommy, you there? Hey guys, how's it going? All right. What's up? We would. I heard just discussing the internet. Have you found that? Uh, the internet helps a little bit promote the band, or uh, I know as far as the downloading and all, the internet sucks. But as far as um, you know, promoting the band, you find yourself like um, you know getting uh, fans, like say from other uh, like um, you know other bands in the same genre, maybe hooking oh, yeah, up that, on MySpace. That, definitely, definitely. I mean, yeah. it has ups, it has its ups and downs, and you know. Uh, the good thing about it is uh, worldwide, you know, we can get our name out there. And right, we'll right. Be surprised, you know, we've been really surprised, me and Pete, uh, on how many people have responded, you know, inside uh, outside the state and, uh, you know, outside the country. So in that aspect, it's, we haven't really had any, any problems with it, and we're pretty happy with it. Yeah, and, and we've sold more copies. Actually, we've sold more physical copies of the album than we sold online. And it's funny, I, remember, I think the last time I saw, like, Japan bought, like, I think 54 downloads of really? the whole album. That's amazing. And then, and then last year, we were number eight in the top ten, right behind Slayer with uh, World Pain and Blood. So, the internet does help in some aspects. Like, we can get the music out there, get it out there faster. But I think as far as, hey, you know what, my website, my MySpace has 10,000 hits, and your website only has 300. We have more fans. But how many are actually your fans, and how many actually are just like some, you know, latch, just, you're just adding up people, you know? Latch on. Yeah, yeah the latch on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's helped. It's, it's helped. It's, it's like Manny said, it's ups and downs. But over the last year, it's helped out a lot. That That's great. That's, great. that's excellent. Yeah. Well, guys, well, I got you here. I got a call on the line. I got Leslie here. Leslie, you there? Yo. I'm Leslie, Leslie. Pete Manny from Apathy. If you want to go to the show, two tickets are yours. Thanks a lot. I can't wait to go. All right. Uh, you got it. Yeah, it's going to be a kick-ass show. Make sure you Thanks. say hi when you go to the show. I will. <laughs> Where are you from, Wesley? <laughs> Brooklyn, Where are you from? New York. Oh, yeah, you're from Brooklyn? Uh, I'm originally from the Bronx. <laughs> so ah, we have cool, our class. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's good. All right, Leslie, well, I'm going to send all the information to the guys for you, and uh, you can hook up with them that night. And I get your tickets and the autograph, uh, a shirt, and a CD for you. So you made out like a bandit today. Uh, thanks a lot. All right, Leslie. All right, thank man. you for calling in. Thanks All right, guys. I'll forward you all Leslie's info, you know, later on. And uh, you can hook we'll up with me that night. Yeah. All that right, cool. Great. Excellent. So I, you guys also work, are you filming this show coming up for a DVD, or do you have other shows in the works for a DVD? Um, this show right here is, is going to be filmed for the DVD. Like, we have other shows that we're going to add on to it, but this one is going to be like that final, you know, curtain for us, like the end of the Decade of Violence campaign. Yeah. So it's like we're going to shoot this show, the entire show for us, like our set, 
and we hope to have as many people's faces on that thing as far as, like, let's say, you coming down to the show and everything. We're going to be filming from the time we load in to the time we load out. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. Make yeah. sure you bang your head a lot. Yeah, I'll be there, so <laughs> just make sure they get my good mug on the film, that's all. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So, yeah, we're gonna, it's called Era in the Machine. That's what the DVD is going to be called. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's a great name. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's just like everything we've been through over the last like ten years, and you know we've been active since two thousand five. Even though we've had constant lineup changes, you know this this lineup is pretty solid, and uh, you know we hope to, like I said, hopefully we win the Super Bowl in two thousand eleven with the same lineup and just just can rock out. Because I've always been a big adversary of you know people identifying with the band and like hey I know those guys I know those guys I know I can name everybody in that band you know what I mean yep yeah so, you gotta uh, get that old feeling back again that's what it is where you know you, you, you like kind of adopt the band and they become yours you need that exactly. back again that's what I want that's what I'm trying to bring back with this band and I think we're all sort of in that same notion like you know we, we, we've had our fights we've been through our shit and start and uh it's like let's 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 grow up now and let's 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 just do this. Yep. Man, that sounds yeah. great. Well, guys, guys, before I let you go, I'm gonna get on another song. And where's the best place to find you guys on the internet and get tickets for the show? Is it better to get them through you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, slash nj dot com. If you have PayPal, you can order the tickets right now. Boom, they'll be sent out to you, certified mail, and in your in your mailbox before. You could say, where are my tickets? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. I'm looking forward to meeting you guys that night, so I'll be in touch with you before then so we can get together right, and cool. have a drink. Thanks a lot, awesome. bro. Anytime, Manny Pete. Thank you very much. How about a little final uh-huh. threat? What would you say? Final How about threat. final threat? How does that sound? Oh, dude, final threat's cool, man. Final threat's right. cool. You guys, right. guys, thank you very much. I'll get you the information for the, the winner for the tickets, and I'll see you guys in a few weeks. All right, All right keep the metal, man. Hey, yeah, anytime, buddy. Up. Thank you very much. Mail up your ass. You got it. Take care, guys. Definitely, guys. <laughs> Take right, care.
God, I was a little bit more apathy for you with Final Threat. Like I said, the guys are playing November 20th with Overkill, Forbidden, and a whole bunch of other bands. So if you're in the New York, New Jersey area, do not forget to check that show out. Tommy, good bunch of guys. Yes, good good music. Yeah, yeah, bring back the old thrash sound. I was having a hard time hearing them because the cell phones are, some of them are better than others on, you know, when you call in. True, true. It was hard. But we have David the Thieves from Virgin Steel. He'll be calling in in about 15, 20 minutes or so. So I try to keep that like under a half hour because, you know, two interviews live is a lot. Yeah. You know, in a two-hour show. Lately, we've had two on every week, but one, one's that, one of them has always been pre-recorded. So it wasn't so well, bad. that's you know, true, too. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've had like a pre-recorded it. one at least. And, uh, but yeah. and next week we'll have two because uh, it's just the way it's going to be. But come November, we're back down to one a week. I can't do two anymore. It's just too much. <laughs> I just want to play music, you know? I hear you, bro. So, uh, But we got a great November coming up so far. I mean, uh, we'll have David Rock Feinstein next Sunday. We're going to do that interview this week. Uh, there's also a few other interviews we're going to pre-record this week that we'll mix in. But uh, coming up November live, we got Kevin Kuzma from Blood Feast. Great band out of New Jersey. Been around since the 80s. They're back. Uh, Adam Tranquilly plays guitar at them. We've seen Adam with that, in the band Without End uh, at uh, Dingbats a few times. Uh, who do I have on after that? Um, Gary Capriati from Manville Bitch. Uh, he didn't quite make it when he was supposed to last month, but he's making it up for us, and he will be calling in. Uh, I spoke with Ken Pierce the other day. He was laughing at it when we did, like, you know, let it be written, let it be done with uh, the band. He got a kick, oh, out, of kick out of that. I got a kick out of that. He thought that was funny. So uh, we'll have to take uh, Anvil uh, Bitch out of the book and put them back on the list right now because Gary will be calling in on <laughs> November 14th. And uh, last night I spoke with Tony Demolition Man Dolan. From Adam Craft and Venom, and now he's in Primeval with uh, Mantis from Venom and uh, Anton, their old drummer. The guy. So he just sent me over some new tracks that they're working on, and we're going to have him on probably the, the last week of November. That should be cool. Yeah, so we're looking good. I've been a big fan of Adam Craft since the 80s, and I love the I love the albums that uh, Tony did with Venom, Primeval and uh, all that stuff going on. I was actually going to play tonight, but I'm going to hold off because we'll have him on. So, And uh, the new stuff sounds like old Venom. It sounds like you know all those guys are just like... Throwing a little dig, I guess, at Kronos, but <laughs> some pretty good stuff. Yeah. And I'll send that over to you right now. So, uh, well, not right now, but right after the show, I'll send it to you. Hey. Yeah, you can check it out. So that'll be good. So we're looking pretty good here. We're supposed to be interviewing David Rock Feinstein tomorrow, and I believe uh, Mike Stone from uh, The Stick People is the band he's playing with right now. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I haven't gotten any information yet, but, you know, hopefully by the morning I will. I hate when they send it to me last minute. Yeah. Then you're running. But what are you going to do? How about we get some music on? Sounds good, man. So I go get a drink of water. I'll tell you a few things I got lined up, and I'll let you pick it out. I got Acid, great female-fronted Belgian band, uh, Enforcer out of Chicago, uh, or I could play some Virgin Steel before they come on, or what do you want to hear? I play, I'll play the Virgin Steel just in case he wants to call in. He'll hear himself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, all right. So yeah, we'll go I'll back to the early days of the band then. Uh, these are the Jack Starr days of Virgin Steel. Okay. And we'll get on some of the newer stuff a little later. So here's Burn the Sun.
started out there with a little virgin steel, Burn the Sun. That goes back to the Jack Star days of the band. Jack's been out of the band for a long time, but for some reason, everybody still kind of associates the band with them. It's funny. And uh, we followed up a little bit of Savage, Let It Loose. So, Tommy. Yes. Isn't it true, but most people still refer to Virgin Steel with Jack Star? Well, I guess that's the legacy. You know, he started, you know, he started the band. Right? It was basically his band. He just yeah, he he started the band, but he only did the two records with them, and really, they didn't really uh, get a lot of notice back then, but, you know, there's like two versions of uh, Virgin Steel, and, uh, you know, that's the early one, with a more straight-ahead rock band, and then there's the, the epic band that they are now, where they do these, you know, these monstrous uh, conceptual albums. Yeah, Defias has um, been now the... the uh you know, the leader, I guess. You can hear yeah. me now? Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Oh, all right, because I had to change microphone. Oh, very good, very good. I like that. <laughs> Wait me yeah, to say something. <laughs> I know, because once, once in a while I have a, like, a brain freeze, you know? <laughs> yeah, that happens. Don't worry that's about good. it. That's good, okay. A little deputy. <laughs> I, was trying to find the, I was trying to find a sound effect where you hear the crickets and the frogs and everything, like on yeah. TV. I just couldn't find it anywhere. Well, you know what? The crickets, you might not, it might just think it's just like static on the internet. Yeah, but yeah that's true. The music is good. The music is good. You got me. You got me. That's uh, all right. It's all fun. But David will be calling in a, in a few minutes, and we'll talk to him about that then. Uh, know, what's happening in the world of rock and roll this week? Not much. Pretty quiet week, right? Yeah, you know, like some, some you know, crazy stuff on the internet, but nothing. Nothing not, out there. Yeah, nothing really exciting. Yeah, I know. I think last week didn't they uh, convict uh, Vince Neil for drunk driving again, or uh, was 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 he sentenced, or just uh, did he go to court? I remember reading a little bit about it on Blabbermouth, but I didn't really like follow it up. I don't know. Yeah, no? I haven't really been. Yeah, you know, he, think he would have learned like, after killing the guy twenty years ago? You know, yeah, he's kind of like Teflon, but nothing sticks to him. Yeah, you know, you're hundred percent right about that. I mean, he killed the guy, got off of community service. Yeah. Got arrested two or three more times, you know, for drunk driving. Yeah. And uh, I guess something must have happened this last time. I don't know if he had an accident or just, you know, randomly pulled him over. I mean, he's an easy target. You <laughs> just pull him over, you probably get him 99% of the time. Right, there you go. But you think he would learn, like, you think, like, killing somebody would be enough for you to learn your lesson? If that don't scare you straight, I guess nothing will. He's battling some demons, I'll tell you. Yeah, <laughs> well, it ain't, it ain't a lack of fun in hot women, I can tell you that. <clears throat> That's what I'm saying. He's got the charm freaking life. Yeah. He doesn't even look half as good as he used to look. And he's I know. got these gorgeous women. Yeah. And he's got nice, you know, I mean, all right, you know, things happen. You know, he had a problem. Didn't uh, one of his children, no, one of his children die? Yeah. Yeah, his daughter. His only, I know, think that was his only child was his daughter. She got, I mean, you know. Yeah, you know, I mean, a shame, you know, but yeah. you know, other people have, have lost more and uh, are able to deal with it. Yeah, well, he, he had these problems before it. she passed away. I don't mean any disrespect towards his daughter. No. I mean, it's a shame. Nobody should have to bury a child. Yeah. But uh, he had his problems before that, you know, and I'm sure maybe that didn't help him out any. No, it doesn't help. Uh, and, and he does a lot of good, too. I mean, he's got his problems with that, but the guy raises money for charities left and right, especially for his daughter's foundation. So, oh, you know, you got to just get your shit to you. With all the money they have, I mean, what does it take to call a cab? Yeah, <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? Exactly. And, you know, they're always coming out of clubs and casinos where they'll be more than glad to pay for the cab on top of that just because you're exactly. there. Exactly. And then you go get the car next, you know, yeah, you send somebody to get no the sense. car tomorrow, you know. I know, I know. It makes no sense. I think you got Alex on the line. Alex, you there? Oh. Yeah, that's me. There All right, Alex, hang on a second, because I believe I got David on the line. I want to connect him before uh, I lose him, so just hang on. 
Yep. Hey, David, you there? Yes, Mike, I'm here. Great, how are you? All right, I'm good, thanks. Good, I love when we have New Yorkers on the show. All right, where am I calling into? Uh, you're calling into New York. Uh, where I am Island, New York. Okay. Yeah, Excellent. the other island. I wasn't sure. The other island. <laughs> All yeah. right. Uh, it's great to have you on here. Nice to be here. Uh, and I know things are going great right now. you got a brand new record coming out real soon. When's it supposed to be released? In the States, November 9th. Oh, uh, that's not too far away. No, no, it already came out uh, 22nd in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, and it comes out the 25th and uh, tomorrow in the rest of Europe, and then the 9th here in the States. Oh, that's great. And it's the black the black light. I can always have Bacchanalia. Bacchanalia. You think Bacchanalia. I would know being Italian, but... Uh, it's actually a Greek. Greek, Greek uh, Italian, yeah. Greek, Italian, it's all the same, right? <laughs> it's all Greek to me. That's it. Uh, but I, I can't, and I'm excited for you guys. Like I was saying earlier in the show, uh, there's like two versions of Virgin Steel. There's the Jack Star days, which were very long ago, and then there was the band that came out of it after that. I always think that was the strongest Virgin Steel. That's the only Virgin Steel. I mean, that's, that's the only that's, Virgin that's, Steel. That's, that's I mean, another that's way of saying it, right? I mean, that's like you know, we, we've all the all the touring we've done, all the albums we've done yep. were after 1984. You know, that's yeah. just that was like you know, child's play. Yeah. So let's not even go there. No, no, we won't go there. <laughs> the early days, you guys were straight ahead rock and roll band, a hard rock band. You've taken on the life, like this enormous life, with these concept albums. And how difficult are they for you to put together? Is, or do you have such an interest in these subjects that you love to write it that way? Is it really difficult to put this whole package uh, together for each album? It's just the way my life is for me, and way my mind works. It actually, it's you know, every album is difficult to make. You know, whether it's a straight-ahead collection of songs or it's a full-blown you know concept thing, they all have their uh, their difficulties, and it's just really just a matter of just making them coherent and uh, making them all just um, as good as they, as they can be. It has really nothing to do with the subject matter. That's just, you know, just, just my brain works that way anyway. It's just uh, I've been involved in, in, in myths for, for a long period of time, but myths are really just metaphor for life. So all the, all the albums are really not a history lesson, as a lot of people think. They're really just kind of, um, I'm just talking about what life is like today on the street, and I just kind of uh, make it vague through these kind of myth-oriented things. So that I you can read exactly. your own life into it. So that way it's not it's not you're not just gonna get like a, a heavy dose of oh, this is my life. I want people to read their own lives into the music and that's what it's all about. I exactly understand that completely and uh and you know, 'cause on the albums you'll go from music to passages and back and forth and do you do a lot of research for these albums? Uh I mean, I don't know, my whole life is research, you know. <laughs> so I I don't know. It's not like I sit down and say I'm going to research this this one record or this particular subject. I'm I'm actively always in the pursuit of of, of higher learning at, at all times because you know I I just you know I, I have uh, you know I have a thirst for knowledge and I have a wanderlust so I try to travel and I try to uh, you know get as much information stuffed into myself as possible and it just comes out you know in in, in various forms. And this is one of them. And I know when over in Germany, uh, they've actually been, you know, we've worked on it as, as a play. And it's, uh, any chance of getting that here in America? I know this is, a, America's been a rough market for every band, you know, over the years. And it seems to all be over in Europe. But, you know, you have like Rock of Ages on Broadway right now. I think your work would be fantastic up there because it would attract all Thanks, kinds Mike. of people from all different audiences, not just hard rock and metal. No, I appreciate that. Thanks very much. I, yeah, it would, it could work here if we had the kind of infrastructure that we have over in Europe. That's why it's always worked better for us over there. We've had our booking agency there. We've had our, all our labels were very strong there for, for you know, forever. So, 
we're trying to bring that back to the states. And now with SPV from the European side and, and uh, E1 Entertainment in the states, we're hoping to turn it all around and, and maybe do some of the things that we've done in Europe over here in the states. I hope that's going to happen. We'll, we'll see. All we can do is give it our best shot. I hope so too, because it's been rare when we get to see you over here in our own country, and it's a shame that such a great band. We can't support you enough to have you come here and play for us enough that you have to always constantly go to Europe to get the support that you deserve. And it's a, it's a, it's a real shame what's going on here right now. It's just the, you know it's it's the way it has always been. You know I, I don't know why it's just it, for, for bands like us also um, uh, Man of War certain bands like that it just it just works better for us over over there. I I, I don't really know why. It just yeah. it is what it is. I, it can't be all that bad. <laughs> Trouncing around Europe all the time either. It's not from the no, it is about cool, it, but right? it, would be, it would be nice to, to be able to do what we do there over here as well. It'd yeah. be, you know, it would be really great to just kind of like drive to the gig and uh, do the gig somewhere and then drive back home or you know, know. Or fly over here you know, and whatnot. The last, I think the last, the last distance show we did was the Prague Power thing. And um, we have played the New York area. I, think, I guess it was last year we did, did play New York a couple times. Yeah, you did. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, 2011, I'm hoping that you guys are able to bang out a whole bunch of more shows over here because I, I got I hope my so. uh, fix of steel. I hope so, Mike. I hope so. Thanks. I haven't seen that cross burning on, that sword burning on stage in a long time. <laughs> it's ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I got to get that. But going back to the band, you and Ed have been the driving force of the band for a long time. Who else is playing with you guys right now? Is Frank still in the band? Yeah, Frank. Frank Gilchrist. Drums since 1994. He's been, you know, he, I mean, he's a veteran of, of the steel. Um, Edward Prisino, who was, you know, my friend and musical partner since before Virgin Steel formed. I've been playing together since we're 14, 15 years old. Wow. And uh, Josh Block, who's been with us since 2000. So, you know, it's already 10 years. It's, it's, I know. It's, the lineup is, is solid. It's, it's been the same as it's been for forever now. Yeah, I think Ed is such an amazing guitar player. I don't think this guy gets the credit he deserves. For the style that he plays and what he does, he he deserves a lot of a lot more than he gets. He's absolutely fantastic. Thanks. I'll let him know. <laughs> Please do. I will. And, you, and your voice. How do you manage to keep up those chops after all these years? Uh, I'm I'm not quite sure, Mike. Thanks. I I don't know. It's just a really good cool question of just trying to stay physically fit, and um, and just the passion for doing it. I I guess is what it is, and having you know halfway decent genes along the way. And uh, that always helps out. It's <laughs> always a good thing. Always good. And uh, hang on one second. I got Tommy on the line. Tommy, okay. you there still? Hey, hey, what's up, Mike? Uh, Dave, how you been? Hi, how are you? Um, the uh, new album, the Blacklight Bacchanalia. Yeah. Now this is uh, a feast of some sort. A feast, a, a Greek feast. Uh, I looked it up on. Well, that's answer. where the uh, the name comes from. The, right. the the name itself. Well, it's my way of saying. This insane life, it should be thought of kind of in the same spirit, the way Dante called his work the Divine Comedy. Uh-huh. I'm discussing life and all its multifaceted craziness. It's you know, it's 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 pains, it's drama, it's it's joys and sorrows. But I also mean uh, the great reversal by that phrase, where when one one culture conquers another, the deities of the conquered people become the demons of the conqueror's religion. Everything is turned upside down, and this is essentially what happened to paganism. Uh, pagans were killed off, and their worship of Bacchus or Dionysus with the Bacchanales was suppressed. But in the glow of the black light, things that are white are illuminated. The other colors fade into the shadows. The pagans went, went underground, and this is kind of what, what the album deals with. Oh, wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, I noticed, um, you know, all through the you know, centuries, 
paganism and all that, but the major religions or uh, uh, cultures have borrowed a lot from paganism, like Christmas, you know, like Christians have borrowed a lot of pagan, yes, uh, yeah, in, in Christmas, and they don't, uh, and they don't look at, and they look at it as, you know, they were, uh, you know, they had no God, they all this, and, and, you know, they, they don't acknowledge the theft. <laughs> they don't acknowledge the theft exactly. And I feel that if people, um, uh, you know, people could respect each other, you know, you know, different differences in beliefs and cultures, we wouldn't have the wars that we have. That's true. Actually, if, if a lot of these, you know, the organized religions would acknowledge this kind of this debt to paganism, I, it would only enrich. Their religions, it wouldn't be something negative. I, I, I don't right. think. Right, because it's yeah. come from the earth, and um, you know, th- these are things that nobody taught. You know, they were just handed down generation to generation, just like you know, just like a, a, you know, the Christian, and just like the Muslims, and just like the Buddhists. You know, it's just handed down. You have to have you know some sort of respect of it, and if you can't, and if you can't have respect for the you know, for you know, for, for nature, which paganism, you know, paganism, I, I believe it stems from. You know, nature. but it isn't, it isn't just just that. But it's 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 actually quite quite similar to Christianity and, and all the organized religions. You have you have various kind of recurring myths, like the, the archetype of the dying, resurrecting God Man and Christ and, and Dionysus, Osiris, Mithra, Adonis. They're really all the same character. So uh, you know all those things and, and the, the days of death and Easter and and uh, it, there's so so many things that are that I mean this is not the, the, the proper forum for such a, a talk but but they're all they're all related and they all come nothing exists in a vacuum so, so all, like, all, all the things Halloween that, and All Souls Day it's all prefigured beforehand in, in yeah. earlier earlier beliefs yeah absolutely mm-hmm. yeah it's really it's really unique and like like you were talking about writing a um, a concept. It's not just lyric. It's also music. You have to have music that kind of ties together. You can't just have like a you know a bunch of heavy metal tunes and just make them work. So I guess you and 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 Ed must be like brothers, you know, to put that together. Uh, Edward Hashka hasn't written a song with me in quite a few years. So uh, <laughs> oh really? He's he's wonderful and he's 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 you know we have a great chemistry and we've written some great songs together but unfortunately we haven't ha- actually found time to do anything for the past couple of albums so it's basically been it's your been uh, me. godchild it's been me doing it and you know, keeping oh, me, uh-huh. keeping that going together but he you know he he's a, he's a great team player edward and what he does that's really wonderful is that his he's really his ego doesn't get in the way he just comes in and says okay what do you got and yeah. uh and i show him the tunes and he plays his ass off and the whole band is kind of I don't know. Somewhere along along the way, everybody kind of abdicated that responsibility to me, and I and I've just rose to the occasion. And I've been been writing nonstop, and the band just really gets behind the tracks, and and that's it. There's no there's no problem with oh hey man, I need my songs in the record because nobody else is actually writing a song. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it, it works out. In, but in it's definitely not the approach like say um, I'm not gonna you know say the like the band Manowar, where you know. No one has any say, but you know, but Joey, you know. <laughs> it's you more know. like the Who, where like Pete Townsend wrote, wrote right. the majority of the material. And Everybody just, just realizes the, you know, that it, it it works, and why why f with it, you know? Exactly, yeah. it's your vision, and you you know, you, nobody's better to bring it to light than you. 
Well, bless it's just, the I'm, the, I'm the one who's constantly thinking about it, and 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 when time comes to make another record, I've got the ammunition. Is is what it is. I have mm-hmm. a bunch of songs that I did write with Edward, but but two years about two years ago, they're, they're not completely finished yet, and they're but they're nothing that's related to anything that we're doing now or have been doing. They, they're songs that are kind of their own thing, and I when we have enough of them to to make a, an album that makes sense with that kind of sound, you know, sonic world, then I'll put those out. It may be the next record, who, you know, who, who knows? And maybe the one after that, I don't know. But they will come out, and, and I do really enjoy working with Edward, and I, and I, and I do miss um, you know writing with him. And I hope that uh, you know his schedule will be as such that we can do more work together in the uh, in the not so distant future. That's that, great. That'll be great. And and Adair, I know you've worked with Avastasia before, and I've always said that they kind of have to owe a little bit to you and your style because you created this entire you know sound and style of music that you're playing, and and they they've kind of followed it up. And I know you've worked with them on, on some of their songs before. Uh, what happened was Tobias. I guess he's he's the main guy, you know, behind yeah. Driving Force behind that project. Uh, he he contacted me through through a label that I was on. A, a, a girl who, who worked there was involved in promotion approached me about it. And I said, Yeah, sure. Let him send me the music, and uh, if I if I like it, I'll I'll be happy to sing on it. So he sent me like bits and pieces of stuff. It wasn't not the whole song. So it was just like you know where my part was. Yeah. And I was like, Okay, you know, cool, whatever. <laughs> and I just did it. You know, one day in the middle of recording, I think it was the House of Atreus Act 2 that we were working on at the time, and I just, you know, I just cut the vocals and I, I sent them off to him, and uh, he used everything that I that I sent. I mean, I just sang from, from start to finish, from beginning to end, and yeah. uh, it all wound up in there. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. It was I enjoyed doing it. It was cool. Uh, a lot of people seem to like what, what the what that album is all about, and I I actually don't really even quite quite know what the whole album is because I actually have never been able to sit down and and actually hear the whole thing in, in one go. Yeah. It's still a mystery <laughs> yeah. to me, so yeah. I have to do that one of these days. I know, and you know, Virgin Steel has been pretty much your whole life. I mean, it's been almost thirty years now, if not thirty years, that you've yeah, been doing yeah, it. Almost a little way in between, there was Exorcist too. There was Exorcist, a bunch of things that you know that that I've written songs for or produced along the way that you know some people remember quite fondly, some people you know, didn't know existed. There's all you know all kinds of stuff. Exorcist was a cool time in our lives. It was uh, three days of insanity. The record was was uh, <laughs> recorded and mixed in three days, and uh, there it is. And if we're still talking about it, I guess it has some kind of magic. Oh yeah, Nightmare Theater. I, I still play that till today. I mean, you know, because it's so to me, it's so different than anything you've ever done. And I and I, I enjoy that album. It's like a nice escape from from you know everything else. Yeah, it's you know uh, I I'd like to actually revisit that album. Edward and I have talked about that. You know, kind of going back and uh, we actually actually took up one of those tracks. It was a track called um, oh, what the hell was the original title? Uh, Call for the Exorcist. And I rewrote the song as Fire of Ecstasy, which is on the House of Atreus Act Two. And yeah. I, and we also took a fi- the uh, the fire god, which is a pile driver song that we he and I wrote for pile driver, and I rewrote that for House of Atreus Act One. So there's kind of some cool stuff in there. Those those songs actually could have been the ammunition that would have been the follow up to Noble Savage. But what happened was we we had this um, this manager at the time who claimed that we owed him all kinds of money, and uh, uh, one way to to uh, pay him off, or you know, or settle the accounts with him, was to actually do these these records. I had to produce these these records you know, for him, so we didn't actually make any money off of that stuff. It was really just 
did that to kind of um, settle a virgin steel, a large virgin steel debt. But okay. if we had actually taken those ideas, I think that could have been a, you know, the more logical um, successor to to Novel Savage before Age of Consent. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in between, great. maybe at some point it might be nice to, like I said, revisit those songs and and say, hey, this is kind of like a lost album that could could have been, you know. Yeah, and I forgot that you you did work with the Exalted Pile Driver, <laughs> Gord over there. Everybody yeah. always thought that was like a one man band, you know, because uh, that's how it came off back in the day. But was it the Stay Ugly record that he called it that you guys worked on, you and I? Yeah, Stay Ugly. What happened? I think it was the two man thing. It was him, another guy, and, and, and an early version of a drum machine. I, I think it was what it was. Yeah. Uh, on the Metal Acquisition album, you don't quote me on that, but I, th- I think that's, that's that's what it was. And then I was approached by our manager, who's Canadian, and of course Gore is Canadian, and and um, he was like, I want you to write songs for this 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 guy's second album. And um, Edward and I just kind of you know went to work, did it, and uh, actually had a lot of fun. That record was done basically in two days. I think we flew Gord in. I picked him up at JFK and brought him to the studio, and I drove him back that same night to go get on the plane to go home. So it was yeah. really quick, in and out. Oh, God. Go, going back to the early days of Virgin Steel, how has the recording process changed for you, you know, from, like, you know, the earlier records to what you put out today? Uh, well, the earlier records were all on tape. Actually, everything up is on tape up to... Um, up to the House of Atreus Act Two. After that, you know, the digital thing got you know yeah. more more happening. So that's one thing. The technology is is a bit different, but um, it's essentially the same. I I try to to not go anywhere near the studio until I think that I have a song that sounds good on my my cheap nineteen dollar you know cassette recorder with a built-in microphone. <laughs> it sits on top of the piano and and I play and sing into that. And, I, and if I think I have a song, then I say, okay, now now it's done. And I do all kinds of different versions, you know, on just on cassette, and then going then going to the studio. So it's a, that's the same approach. And then once in the studio, uh, it's a, it's the same thing. It's try, try to capture as much of a live feel as possible. I don't like to use headphones when singing. I I tend to just like to hold, hold the mic in my hand and just jump around the, the room and crash into the walls and and try to capture the vocal like that. And and pretty much with everything else, go for that and we try to keep it as as raw. As possible. So the technology has changed, but the approach is really, really exactly the same. Yeah, because you know, I we always talk in the show about today. You know, because you have uh, not even just the illegal downloads, but a lot of things are recorded. And the kids today, they get it on MP3, and mm. you know, I think it kind of lacks the sound that you used to get on vinyl. I mean, I, I, I always prefer even the CDs. I prefer vinyl. It just has a thicker, richer sound. And a lot of yeah. bands are going back to vinyl today, like you know, as a way of making money. Yeah, definitely vinyl has kind of made a uh, comeback in a small way. It's a whole niche thing with that, and yeah. that's quite cool. We're doing it. You know, the new album is, is coming out on on vinyl, which I'm I'm really happy about. So I don't know if it's going to be a massive thing, unless the internet, you know, if the internet, you know, ex- exploded, maybe it will. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, yeah, that's that's changed. Yeah, I remember, you know, Noble Savage. I think was the first um, album that was on CD as well as the vinyl. Yeah. Yeah, so there was like uh, a change at some point uh, when we started switching over. Yeah, it was you know you could only it could only be like maybe twenty minutes aside was the longest thing now now and all our records are like almost eighty minutes, so that's been kind of a cool thing. But you know we're doing double the work for <laughs> for, right. for half the money. I know. Money. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's 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 the hard part of the of the business today. I'm sorry, Tommy. Go ahead. 
No, no, that's all right. That's the thing that changes everything because now you have to fill it, fill a, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, a, C- a CD which holds a lot more material than yeah. than a vinyl record did. Like uh, the releases, uh, uh, Ross the Boss has uh, a release coming out. Matter of fact, the same the same time, the 29th uh, in Europe and the uh, 9th here in the United States. All right. And it's being re- released on vinyl. And the last one was released on vinyl. It was on. F- it's on two vinyl records. Everything is spread over yeah. two. So yeah. that just goes to show you. And that's like you know an eleven-song CD. So if you got something that's got fourteen songs, you know, tra- you know. It's well, our vinyl three is three. Our, our vinyl three, three, uh, yeah. three albums. Yeah. Right. <laughs> the black well, three albums. Yeah. Need a double gate fold for that one. Yeah, it's a trip. It's triplicate. So triplicate. Uh, there you go. And then yeah. Uh, but that you know something like this. Neat, you know, it deserves the vinyl, you know, the vinyl the sound. Not, not just an MP3 rip, you know. <clears throat> it's Unfortunately, people don't, I guess they don't listen that way, you know, like they used to. You know, you know I remember, you know, I'd buy a record and I'd put it on, on, on the turntable and I'd sit there and I'd devour the cover. I'd read every, yeah, every, yeah, every yeah, yeah. word and uh, just, you know, listen to it endlessly, you know, wear, wear the thing out. Now kids are... Um, you know, popping it into their their little Walkman thing. They're not Walkmans. The hell are they called? The the, uh, the iPods. IPod, the iPods. Yeah. That's what yeah, they are. No. And they're you know they're traveling on this train or, or whatever they're doing, and they're all plugged up. And it's you know it's just, I guess you know when it's when you just stuffing in your ears, it doesn't make it that much of a difference anyway. Yeah. It's just blowing your ears out at the end of the day. And I, th- I think what's going to happen though is you're going to find a, there's going to be a lot more. Um, Hearing loss <laughs> from this generation than us with the Marshall stacks and all that. Yeah, because the headphone is right in the ear. Yeah, it's right in the ear, man. It's no escape. Especially if they're on the train. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, true. Right. it's true. It's right. true. Most of the young kids today, they don't have like that attention span where they want to, like you said, sit down and let the album sink in and like you know and listen to it all. They just want that instant gratification because that's kind of mm-hmm. the world we live in today, where you click a button and everything is right there for you. Exactly. They don't give it a chance to grow, and that's a shame. That's it, and we're not really uh, a part of that thing. We're we're you know, we're a throwback, you know. We're we're you know we we haven't well, changed our philosophy at all. Yeah. They hear the whole album from front to yeah, back. Yeah, you know, it's 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 that's what I grew up with, and that's what I want to still get. As an artist, that's what you want to do. I don't really want to make soundbite music for soundbite world. That's not really what yeah. I'm about. If that if I have to do that, if that if that was insisted upon me by by the label, which it's not, you know, they're very cool. They understand what we're trying to do. Then I would give up, and I would just say I just make records for myself and, and put them out on the website, and that would be it. Because I'm not I'm not in it for, for that. The band was never about being the flavor of the month or being the biggest band on the planet. It was really just about creating a a, a way of life, a lifestyle that, that would work and sustain itself and, and sustain us in some manner of speaking, whether that's you know spiritually or or financially or whatever, forever. You know, and that's that goal has been achieved. So as far as I'm concerned, you know, it, it may sound ridiculous, but uh, if that's that's my parameter, and that's 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 my barometer, how I measure it, then we're as big as the Beatles, you know, in my own you know lunchtime and in my mind. Yeah, that's a great way of putting it. And David, is there any chance of like a new DVD coming out soon? Maybe like an entire show? We are. We have a great desire, I should say, to to do that, and I, I want to do that. And I've been I've been compiling material since you know forever. 
So, yes, the part of the, the plan for the coming year is to start reissuing some of the catalog with SPV, and I'd like to have the, a DVD come out at the end of that. I don't want to do just one show and that's it because I think that would kind of be, um, I don't know, cheating cheating in a way because we have so much stuff and it's such a history that I want to do something that's more of a historical perspective of the band and maybe then uh, in within that same package that could be like one complete show or something like that. Uh, that would be fantastic because, you know, I'm wearing out my copy of uh, Tale of the Snakeskin Voodoo Man, so I need something new. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great little thing over there. I love that. Thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, I enjoyed you know doing that. That was a, that was a good point, point in our lives. But that would be uh, perhaps a, a chapter, you know, on, on this historical thing that I'm, I'm yeah. trying to conceive. Uh, I hope you can do it. I hope you can make it happen. Dave, before I let you go, where can everybody find your record? I guess these days, wherever they are selling CDs, <laughs> or, or, or on the internet, uh, your, your Amazons and, and all the, yeah. uh, the usual places. SPV also has their own site. If you go to our website, which is uh, virgin-steel.com, the official site, there is a links section there where you can pre-order or order in everything from from uh, various distributors. That's great, and it is out now in Europe, and it'll be out November 9th here in the states. So everybody's got to grab a copy of this album. Help support you guys and get you back here to America where you belong playing all the time. Thanks, Mike. Thank you, David. I really appreciate you calling in today. Thank you very much. My pleasure, man. Have a great one. You too. Take care. Thanks, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Enjoy. All right. I want to thank David DeFeast from Virgin Steel for calling in. Really nice guy. The new album. Tommy, say the name of the new record. You can pronounce it better than me. Ah, the Blacklight Bacchanalia. Yeah, I think you got a little Greek in you too there, buddy. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's all the same vicinity, so, you know... I know. I didn't want to play anything new off it tonight because I know it doesn't come out till the ninth. I should have put something on, you know, but we'll do it next week. But right now, we'll go back to something off a previous record. Here's a little Symphony of Steel.
little Virgin Steel with Symphony of Steel. That's some good stuff over there. You know, I'm a fan of Virgin Steel from back in the day. The Jackstar days, Ed Prasino days. I prefer the the later stuff better. I mean, the early days were raw. They were a young band, you know? Yeah, let's say it was sort of um, know, a rainbow knockoff, you know, the old stuff. Yeah, that's a good it's way to put it. a little bit of a metal sound. You know, he, yeah. you know he's a big Richie Blackmore fan, Jackstar. Yeah, you know, yeah. And... Um, but stuff he's done on his own, Burning Star, is a little more, more progressive. Definitely. And you Whereas, know what? Sometimes things like that are good time because you get two great bands out of one. Oh, you know? definitely, definitely. So like, as much as you uh, hate to see a band you went to, you know, because we've been to these guys since they started. And, you know, we followed them since then. So, you know, you hate when you see, like, a member leave a band that you like. But, hey, we got a better version of Steel out of it. And we got Jack Star solo stuff and the Burning Star stuff. Right, right, right. And so he's amazing, Dave. David is amazing, amazing talent. Yeah, people don't realize it. Like, like he said, he he's been writing all the. I mean, everybody. If you know the band, you know them. You know he's a key player, keyboards and everything. I just assumed there was a collab collaboration. You know, you would think him and a guitar player. I didn't. No, know, he's didn't a he's a one man band. But uh, that's, great. that's great. Yeah, so uh, real talent, Dan. A really nice guy. And it was good to have him on and pick up the new record. I know Alex said he's on there ordering it right now, so uh, it's good for Alex. Cool. Yeah, so how about we do, uh, you know, people can't complain this week. We got 10 songs on so far and two interviews, so we got the best of both worlds going for everybody. That's right. You play a little how about we head over to Belgium for a little acid, some female-fronted metal. Yeah, yeah I wanted to hear that. Let's check that out. There you go. This, this is like from 82. Oh. So check it out. This is acid. Drop dead.
Yeah, that was Acid out of Belgium. You know, uh, that was off the Black Car EP from back in 1984. And the, the band's been around since, I mean, they're not together anymore, but they, they've been around since the early 80s. And uh, I just can't pronounce the singer's name. I mean, I can pronounce the first name. It's Kate. Wow. I think it's D. Lombard or D. Lombert. I can never pronounce the name of it. And uh, you had a Demon on lead guitar, Dizzy Lizzy on rhythm guitar, T-Bone on bass, and Anvil on drums. Those are nice and easy to pronounce. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, and, and she was a pretty hot-looking girl back in the day, too, with her uh, red spandex pants and high heel boots. So, uh, you know, some good stuff there. But they broke up, uh, I think, around 85, right after the Engine Beast record. So they haven't been together in a long time. But good band, good stuff. Sounds I enjoy good. it. Yeah, that's what I say. I wonder what I go. You know what? This Thursday in the Metal Matinee, it's a Halloween Spooktacular 3. Uh-oh. It's a Halloween show. I didn't realize, I wasn't going to do a show on Halloween, so I did the Metal Matinee for Halloween. Right. But we are going to do a show next Sunday night, only because we had the interview with Rock Feinstein, and we'll air that Sunday. So it'll be kind of fresh, you know? Yeah. I'm still sitting on the Addicted to Pain when we did that. It was like a month and a half ago. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll get that on in uh, November. And also, Amanda Somerfield uh, from Alvastasia, a band we talked about in Epica. And uh, she's a, she just did a record with Michael Kiska, the old Halloween singer. I did an interview with her not long ago. So we'll have two pre-recorded interviews uh, next Sunday night. But we'll get on a lot of music in between it. So depending on how long we talk to Rockville, you know, we'll see. Okay. But don't forget Thursday at 1 p.m. It's the Halloween Spooktacular 3. It's the third Halloween special. Every year those shows do great. I don't know why, but they do. I guess, you know, everybody gets into the spirit of the season. Heavy right? metal and Halloween go together. They sure do. They go together hand in hand, you know. A lot of those bands thrive at this time of year, like Alice Cooper, the band Halloween, and you know Lizzie Borden, and we'll get those all. We'll get them all on Thursday, and like I guess it's next Sunday. We got Rock on the show, and uh, it's pre-recorded, and uh, Amanda Somerfield. They got some great guests coming up in November: uh, Tony Demolition Man Dolan from Venom, and our uh, Primeval. And we got Kevin Kuzma from Blood Feast. Uh, I know I have somebody else lined up, but I don't remember who. Uh, Gary Capriati from Anvil Bitch. So we're doing a real uh, heavy month in November. A lot of thrash, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we had a light summer, but we're going to pick up speed. And then I think in December, day, no guests for December. We're taking the month off. Just music. All right. Yeah, music and talk. How does that sound? Sounds good, man. Sounds good? All right. Let me pick out a couple of songs here. Tell me what you want to hear. Got Enforcer out of Chicago. The band Skeletor, a great new band. I mean, not, they've been around for about 10 years, but they only had two records out. Uh, I have some uh, Exciter from the later years. Uh, let me see what else I got. Hey, tell me something maybe you want to hear from not one of those. Let's see if I got anything. I'll play the Exciter. Let's uh, promote a little bit. You know, let's That's right, because they got a brand new record coming out, too. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to get in touch with uh, Clammy again, who was on the show about two years ago. We'll have him maybe and John Ricci come on, and uh, we'll talk about that. And we'll get Kenny Metalmouth uh, Winters, who sings with them, uh, a fellow Brooklyn boy. Maybe we'll get him on, too. All right. All right, so here you go. This is off the Blood of Tyrants record, and this is the title track. <laughs>
That was a title track off that record, Blood of Tyrants, and that features Jacques Belanger on vocals. Don't get me started with French Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go out to that country. We'll take the whole country over with two water guns and a rubber band. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I, I love my neighbors to the north. I'm just kidding around. Yeah. They're a great band. They have a new record coming out. I think it's called Death Machine. I, I hate to say the name if I'm getting it wrong. Excited. Or I think, I'm pretty sure it's called Death Machine. Something new anyway, coming out, huh? Yeah, it's already recorded. Uh, and I think if you go online to Excited's website, at least on MySpace, uh, you can actually hear hear some of it. That it sounds cool. great, see, That's too. what a lot of what? people say, MySpace is dead. But I, I don't see it that way because... Uh, I, anytime I want to check out a band, I go to the MySpace. I get to hear four or five, you know, tracks, maybe even more. Yeah. Most bands have full tracks, you know, and um, there's all the links to whatever you need, you know, the iTunes, the Amazon, you know, whatever you need. <clears throat> and then you get to, uh, what I find is, you have links to other bands that are sure. friends of theirs, you know. Or yep. you get to see, like, uh, gigs that they're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I saw the cage, you know, I went and looked at the cage. Although I can't find this place tracks although, you know, in, in Long Island City, there is one in Ronkonkoma, but that's like, whoa. That like, has you know, to be the one cuz they said they were out in Long Island and it used to be called tracks. That's probably where they are. And but, you know, I agree with what you're saying. You know, MySpace is dead as like a, as a social network cuz Facebook kind of right, took that over. Social network. But, but as then, far you know, as like going to find new bands and music, you can't yeah. get anything better than that. I mean, you know, like you know, when I started doing the show, ninety percent of the people that listen to it, I got through through MySpace. You know, I like posting shows and bulletins oh, and promoting oh. it. It's completely dead from that now. Little to no people listen to, at, from the show that they've gotten through MySpace. Right. I get more of my listeners through the blog spot and the, and the site that I started, the, you know, HeavenOfMayhem dot com site. Most of it comes to the and blog talk radio, of course. I mean, but it's kind of dead for like you know social networking. But on Facebook, I'm on there too. But I don't have the time to make you know 4,000 contacts, you know, to get the list to the show. So it, yeah. it's more my uh, my Facebook is more personal. Yeah. And just the bands that I've had on the show, who I've become friends with over the years, you know. Sure, I understand. But it's hard. It's it's hard. But you know what? We carved out a nice nice little niche. I can't complain. You know, we get you know quite a quite a lot of listeners every month, and I'm happy with just one little blip on the you know the heavy metal radar, but. We have fun doing it. We get to talk to all the bands that we've gone to see and supported the clubs over the years. So how the hell can we complain? Sure, we have a personal relationship with a lot of people, which is really nice. Yeah. So they have a release. They're releasing um, Death Machine, Exciter, that is, uh, on the 29th also. Great. On the 29th also, which, you know, the title track is on the MySpace player. And, um... Check it out. It's some real heavy stuff, man. They just like, you know, these bands are turning it up a notch compared to what they used to do. And, and it's really good. If you get a chance, you know, you'll listen to it, I'm sure, right after this because you got it on there. But check it out, man. It's so good. I'm going to reach out for Kenny to get him on the show because we've had Clammy on before. Kenny's a, a Brooklyn guy, so we'll do that. Yeah, Metal Mouth. Uh, yeah, Kenny Metal Mouth Winters. Uh, he also, he's also in a couple of cover bands that he plays in here in New York to keep busy in between the excited stuff, so. Yeah, maybe we'll so, get him on in December, right after it comes out. Yeah, that's a cool idea. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Get his uh, take on the metal scene. Definitely. <laughs> All right. How about we close things out with one more song and uh, we call it a night? Sounds good, brother. 
All right, buddy. Thank you very much. We had a good time tonight. I want to thank David DeFeese of Virgin Steel, Manny Cordova, Pete Wells of Apathy. Uh, Leslie won the two tickets, the shirt, the CDs. He's going to meet up with the band right. before the show, and uh, I'll have the last set up for you, Leslie, so don't worry about it. All right, bro. You have right, a buddy, good take night. Care. You got and, it. And uh, I'll talk to you during the week, man. Without well. a doubt. Don't forget, the Deal Free Show is coming up next on a computer near you. Right now, we'll close things out with some special forces. Poor little rocker. Special Forces with Paul Little Rock. I want to thank everybody for listening tonight. My guest, Tommy, had a good time. I will see you Thursday on the Metal Matinee. It's our Halloween Spooktacular 3. Don't miss it. And next Sunday night, David Rock Feinstein of The Rods will be, will be our guest, as well as Manda Summerfield from Kiska Summerfield. So everybody, the week is just getting ready to start, but it will be over before you know it, and we'll be back here next weekend. Enjoy. Take care, everyone. Good night. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. 
Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.